This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Raphael Ferrisat, an award-winning creative director, brand strategist, and serial entrepreneur who's developed over 100 consumer brands, collectively valued at over $500 million. He's worked with companies like Tesla, LinkedIn, and Fox. He's a guest lecturer at Stanford University and been featured in publications like Entrepreneur Magazine, Fast Company, and the LA Times. Raphael, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Um, I grew up in a really entrepreneurial household. I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, went to school for that, um, studied entrepreneurship, but graduated in the recession and um, the Great Recession. And, you know, it wasn't the best climate to be an entrepreneur. And so I went back to school um, to pursue an MBA and law degree. And once I got out, um, I recognized that it wasn't as much the running of a new business that I enjoyed as much as the conceptualizing of it, um, the building of a brand, the magic of coming up with what something can be that um, I realized I wanted to be a creative director. I wanted to be someone who was part of launching brands uh, and doing that over and over again. And so I started my first agency and sort of taught myself along the way how I would love to receive a service like this if I were on the other side of the table. Well, I'm sure the longer version of that story could probably fill a book somewhere if it hasn't already. 
So is Truffle, is the agency now, is that the same one or have you had different experiences along the way? I've had different experiences along the way. It's the same agency, but over time, as I've been on my entrepreneurial journey, I've used the agency to pursue different things I'm interested in. So at times that's been social media, at times it's been experiential marketing, um, web design, um, but now in its current form is basically we're a startup studio that helps founders come up with their ideas, develop their products, and then create their brand identities and brands. Awesome. I'm assuming that you didn't necessarily work with uh, Tesla, LinkedIn, and Fox when they were startups. How does one get in the door at companies like that? It's a great question. What I did to start my agency was I hosted really unique, amazing dinners for interesting people. And my goal wasn't to ask for business. It was just to bring together people who I wanted to meet and create experiences that they would enjoy and want to talk about. And through creating those experiences, I sort of built a name for myself um, and people had a great time. They introduced friends. And um, my first big break as an agency was that someone on Ryan Murphy's team from American Horror, uh, American Horror Story came to one of our events, really enjoyed it, and asked us if we'd help them to build a similar type of dining event campaign for the launch of one of their uh, series. And so that's sort of how the agency started. It was through um, just creating a side project that added value for other people and tried to build my name and connections through that. And by giving, I ended up getting back a lot more in return. Awesome. Well, that giver's gain is a great model. And I love that you put together like an informal salon that turned into something much bigger. Um, you talk about being a startup agency now. Who's an ideal client for you? An ideal client for us is someone probably starting a CPG brand, um, whether that's in food and beverage or beauty or um, any kind of consumable product um, who has a willingness to do something a little bit different and is willing to go through the time and effort it takes to have a very different approach to launching a business. Um, so that's that's sort of high level what we're looking for. Um, from there, um, we want to be sure that it's a space that our team is interested in, that I'm personally interested in, um, that has the space for a new entrant that is doing something that's kind of different than what the, the whole crowd is doing. Um, I think a really good example is a brand that we're pretty well known for um, participating in called Last Crumb, um, which is a luxury cookie company that sells um, a dozen box of cookies for $140. Um, basically, the idea that we help develop is food as streetwear, food as covet-worthy status symbols. And so um, the, the founders of that company came to us with really amazing cookies and the desire to do something outside the box and more premium. And from there, we worked together to create this whole fear of missing out FOMO experience um, using drops like streetwear, amazing packaging design that you couldn't help remark about upon receiving them, um, high-end pricing, 
and really inventive high-end branding as well. And the result is this business that took off like wildfire, um, has hundreds of thousands of people on a wait list and um, has sort of redefined what a food brand can be in terms of business model. Wow. I mean, that's absolutely incredible. Now I want some really expensive cookies. (laughs) Definitely. So what are you finding are some of the biggest mistakes that companies are making when it comes to this, that you're helping them fix and solve? I think it's extremely hard to start any business. Um, And I think that a lot of times people come into starting a business with a really strong idea about what they want their business to feel like or what they want their business to be. And through speaking to different experts and um, trying to educate themselves on um, best practices a lot of times, I think people end up losing that magic that they initially came to the business with. And it's great to you know learn what expert opinions are and what best practices are. But at the same point, there's so many businesses being launched that if you're just launching a business um, through best practices, you're probably going to blend into the crowd. If you're just doing things the way they've been done, you're probably going to blend in. And if you blend in, the chances of you succeeding in the long term are aren't very high. So I think just a really, really high level idea is really understand why you're doing this. What is motivating you deeply to start this company and stay true to that and try to infuse that business in that same level of excitement and passion that you have, because that's probably the same reason why consumers will pick your brand over others. Um, So I think the biggest kind of mistake uh, that I think a lot of people make is um, just trying to see what's been done already and do things 5% or 10% differently instead of really understanding why you're doing this and being true to that and being intentional about every decision and starting the company you were meant to start um, rather than somebody else's company. What have been, I mean, you've had some incredible clients and some amazing results. What have been some of your favorite case studies in terms of what you're able to achieve? I think uh, aside from Last Crumb, which I think is a, a really fun, amazing project and cookies are always, you know, um, exciting for people. Another one is called Better Brand. And Better Brand is uh, basically the beyond meat of carbs. Um, and so what they do is make low carb keto breads. Their first product is a bagel with the net carb content of just two slices of bananas. Um, and so what's been really interesting about that project is we were basically taking a staple item, bread or bagels, and trying to make it into a designer item and have premium pricing um, and stand out on the shelf amidst a ton of competitors. And um, basically what we tried to do with that brand was treat them more like the apple of bread than just another bread brand. And so every decision, all the copy, everything about that brand is really intentional. And um, the result is a brand in a short amount of time that's um, been super successful with fundraising is now in every Whole Foods in America and in thousands of doors, has a robust direct-to-consumer business for bread. Um, And so, you know, it's really been able to succeed in a crowded marketplace in large part due to taking a bold, different approach than you'd expect with branding. 
That, so I don't want you to give away the secret sauce because obviously we don't have enough time anyway, but you've given multiple examples where you've taken what could have, what could have been perceived as a commodity item is an or cookie bread, an ordinary product that could, you could buy at the grocery store for 99 cents for a loaf of bread. You can buy a bag of chips, Ahoy for a buck or a couple bucks. And you've arguably made them very, very, for lack of a better term, sexy. To the point where someone will pay 140 bucks for 12 cookies, or they'll pay a whole bunch of money for a loaf of bread. How do you figure out in your onboarding, fact-finding process, how do you figure out how to tell the story and the brand in such a way that makes it irresistible where people will happily pony up, you know, a hundred times the cost of what a dozen cookies should be? Definitely. I think one thing is that working with a great branding agency can be an important step. You know, not everyone can afford that. So um, one, one thing I'd say, if you can't afford to work with a great branding agency, look at their past work, see what level of storytelling and thinking they're able to do across their projects and see if it aligns with what you're trying to do. If you're doing this on your own, you know, and you don't have the budget for that, there's a few tools and kind of frameworks that I think are helpful. One is metaphor. So using the power of metaphor is really, really powerful. Thinking through what's a company in another industry that's unrelated to yours that has a similar theme or uh, mission or approach to what you're trying to do. And then from there, apply that metaphor to your industry and brand. And um, you know that's a great way to get people to understand what you're doing in a simple way by also standing out in your industry. Um, another kind of approach that I think is really helpful is to just bring inspiration from outside of your industry and from culture. Infuse your business and your brand with art, with music, with film, with other kinds of sources of inspiration, because that's what consumers want. They want to feel an emotional connection to your brand. They want to relate to your brand. They're not just looking for brands that are um, differentiated by their product benefits. And so the more that you can do something specific, the more you can do something that's going to connect with some people deeply, the more you're going to be able to stand out as an entrant brand and breakthrough. That makes a lot of sense. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I think it's, it's really interesting working directly with founders and being part of making something new. Um, I honestly would do this for free, you know, even if it weren't my business, it's, it's really fun to um, come up with what starts off on paper and ends up in people's hands and seeing it take off. It's just a really amazing creative process. And where do you go for inspiration? What do you read? Who do you listen to? Uh, a lot of different sources. Um, I think when I'm focused on a project, my entire life and everything I'm doing seems to be, you know, finding inspiration for that project, whatever TV show I'm watching or reading. Um, but I'd say some great sources of inspiration are... Mm. books you've read podcasts you listen to i think for for branding a great source of inspiration is a book called branding archetypes 
that's something I always recommend. Um, it's a great way to kind of create a framework for your brand. Um, besides that, I love Monocle Magazine. That's a great source of inspiration. There's always profiles on really amazing new companies and entrepreneurs. And then uh, a last great source of inspiration is uh, Magazine B. It's kind of a unique take on a magazine where each issue is about a specific company and they dive deep into all the details about it. And um, I find that to be a really great source of inspiration. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. For our folks who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to learn about all things Raphael and Truffle? Definitely. Uh, you can find us online on truffle.com, T-R-U-F-F-L, uh, as well as Truffle on Instagram. And my Instagram is R-A-P-H underscore. All right. Well, this has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Raphael Ferrisat from Truffle. Raphael, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727 888 2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.